This program brought to you by todaytomorrowalways.com.au. Good morning and welcome to the Be Connected Business Show. I'm your host, as I was on the last episode. I'm Mark Grant. I'm known as the Bank Fee Assassin and my business is Costless Payment Solutions. My guest on this episode is Alison Ockenden from the Harp Club. Good morning and welcome, Alison. How are you this morning? Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Excellent. Look, Alison, before we discover more about you, the business lady, I would like for our listeners to know more about you, the person. Why I find this important is because, as you would probably know, people like to know a little bit about who they're, you know, who they're proposing to do business with. So could you just tell us a little bit more about your time away from business, your hobbies and your interests? I would love to, Mark. Unfortunately, I am a mother. Well, fortunately, I'm a mother of four and grandmother oh my of two. Goodness. Which, as you can imagine, does not leave time uh, much time for anything other than. Um, but look, if if I was lucky enough to find myself with spare time, which look I hear for those that do get it is great and lovely and highly recommended. Uh, <laughs> I am um, I am a huge music lover. Um, I I always have been. Um, I love a good book. Um, I, I love the crime. I'm a crime buff. I. Look, I'm not one of those women that that falls asleep to to crime podcasts, but <laughs> if there happened to be a good one on and I was tired, I, I'm not going to not doze off. <laughs> um, look, I I like to be creative. I really like to take care of myself in that time because for the rest of every minute of every hour of every day, chances are I'm looking after someone else and always putting other people's needs ahead of mine. So when I do get that half an hour or 10 minutes or whatever it is, honestly, sometimes I like to just sit in silence. Um, or I have, I have been known to be distracted by uh, a little mobile game or two uh, just so. to get my brain out of thinking mode. Yeah, yeah. I can perfectly understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, my goodness, mum of four, grandmother of two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So how long <laughs> has it taken you to develop 36 hours in 24? Well, look, uh, I could tell you exactly how to do it and everyone else uh, in the world could be living this, uh, this, this kind of lifestyle, but it is uh, under trademark and under patent. So I'm, I'm going to have to refrain from giving away all my secrets. But basically, you know, the, the normal business owner, the normal mum, the normal human has a to-do list. You know, we, we all usually have a to-do list and and we we tick the things off each day as we get them done. You, you've got one of those, Mark? I certainly do, Alison. Certainly do. Yeah. Well, the difference between yours and mine, I guess, would be that the majority of the things on my to-do list stay unticked and pass over to the next day. I'm not saying I'm not unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's, suppose that's one of the benefits of being self-employed. You've just got to um, prioritise tasks and duties and things to do. Look, it's it's one of the big reasons that I I went into to being self-employed. It, it gives me the freedom that... Um, I can be there for the kids when they need me without having to sacrifice my reputation and uh, my reliability in the workplace. I would never want to let an employer down. B, 
because one of my kids is sick or, you know, at, at those times where all of them are sick. Um, and the flexibility for me means that I can still attend the sports carnivals and the, yep. you know, the concerts and stuff that they put on. And then, you know, it might mean that I work until 10 o'clock that night. I mean, there have been mornings where I've worked till 2 a.m. But I do that because I can and because it means that through the day I get to be the kind of mum that I want to be and then, you know, I'm able to work my business around it. There are some things that I can't move, um, but the majority of the time I'm really lucky to be able to still be there for for all of them and and still be able to serve the incredible community of people that I do. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So you've just answered part of my next question, but the remainder of that question is, please tell us more about From the Heart Club. Yeah, okay. So From the Heart Club actually came about um, out of my own desperation, to, to be frankly honest. I have a child that for about 10 years was suffering with some really severe mental health issues and ended up um, becoming addicted to drugs and oh. needed me way more than the 36 hours in the day that we were just discussing. Yeah. Um, and to his credit, he ended up, uh, it took a few times, but he ended up getting clean and staying clean. And oh. I actually said to um Jason Wormsley, actually, uh, at a networking event once, I made a comment somewhere along the lines of, I raised a drug addict. And his reply to me was, oh, Alison, don't say that. And it was really funny how, you know, I, I was speaking my truth. I had raised a child that I had taught right from wrong, that I had warned about the dangers of drugs, that I had warned about, you know, peer pressure and all of those things that I had a really good relationship with, that if anything big were happening in their life, they would come to me with it. And yet here I found myself, the parent of a 16-year-old who had um, had decided to take drugs to self-medicate for some very serious mental health issues that were undiagnosed. But what I found um, confronting, I guess, is that my truth made Jason uncomfortable. And it really kind of, over the next few years, I came back to that point and I thought, I am not the only one in this situation. I am not the only mum whose child has made a bad choice in their life. Um, my eldest child was a missing person at age 15 on the registry and she wanted to go to a party and knew I wouldn't let her. Yeah, <laughs> really, um, you know, really deep, serious issues there. But um, I just realised that, all of these things that I would normally not say to people were because I was made to feel like I was the failure. Like I had been such mm. a bad mum that my child did drugs or that my child, you know, essentially ran away. Um, when in actual fact, they were just being teenagers making stupid choices, but that I had taken that on as my own personal failure when in actual fact it wasn't. It was their, just their choices that it wasn't, you know, anything as a reflection on me, it was them learning how to be independent. It was them making the mistakes that teach them the lessons of how to be a functioning, healthy adult. Um, granted, they took that to the extreme and ran with it, but, you know, it, I really didn't see it as, I mean, at the time I did, but now when I look back, I really don't see it as them being evil or, or anything like that. It was just 
them, you know, stepping left when they should have stepped right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I realised that I had no one that I could really go and talk to because of that fear of judgment, that fear of shame and, and all of those negative things that I knew would come from people. And I thought, wow, I am not so special that I'm the only person in the world that this is happening to. I, I am not delusional enough to think that nobody else in the world has ever walked this path and that nobody else will follow me afterwards. So that's where from the heart came from. I have two other children that I haven't screwed up too badly yet, but, you know, the judge is out on that, so, so come back in a few years. Um, but I wanted to make a place, a safe place, a community for mums like myself that at any stage of parenting could have a community of people they could go to and just be brutally honest without fear of you're a bad mother. I'm yet to meet a a parent, a woman, I should say, because we're talking about mums, um, that, um, you know, kind of falls into that category. Because as a general rule, if you are worried about being a good parent, you're a good parent. I'm, I've had many experiences with, um, with some families that, um, you know, have had their children removed. And not one of them ever sat and wondered if they were a good parent. I think it's the the simple act of wondering, am I doing a good enough job that shows your intention and shows that you really are just wanting what's best for your kids, essentially making you a good parent in that moment just by wondering that that question. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where it came from. That's the purpose behind it. I want mums to be able to jump on and say, oh, my God, I hate being a mum today because it's so unrealistic to expect anyone to love being a parent 24-7. Just think about it in your day-to-day -day job, you know, how when well, you were working for someone else, obviously, how many days you would come home from work and say, oh, I had a really crap day today. And yet we don't allow mums the freedom and the space to be able to say, you know, the same thing. You know, I, I love my kids and I would do anything for them. But raising humans is bloody hard. Yeah. And there's no cheat sheet. There's no, you know, this is how to raise the perfect kid, know how to, to be the perfect parent because there's no such thing. We're all just winging it as we go along and that's just how it is. So instead of tearing each other down, a little bit of compassion and support and, you know, understanding of, yeah, I remember having those days that that's really hard, you know, whether it be toileting or um, teething issues, you know, where, where you can't stop your little one crying, or whether it's just teenagers being assholes. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are those times in children's lives where we don't like it. We don't like them. We love them, but we don't like them. And that's okay. I think mental health has become such a big topic since COVID um, that now if ever there was a time, it's now to be able to speak up and say, I don't love being a mum 24-7. I love it, you know, one minute less than that. And that's okay. It's okay to admit that it's not perfect all the time. That's right. Just a matter of, um, what's the word for it? Adjusting to meet whatever circumstance you're facing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I've, I've sadly met um, so many mums whose partners have passed away and that's how they found themselves being a single mum. 
and you know through no fault of their own and yet even just that stigma of oh you're a single mum like people still have that and I think would you rather you know children be raised by two adults that are happy that are healthy and uh and, and love the kid or would you rather them be together and miserable and you know giving these children the wrong idea of what a healthy relationship is because that's what's happening if we don't end relationships that aren't in our best interest we're teaching our kids that settling and being treated in a way that we wouldn't want them to be treated is acceptable very good very good point you make so um, yeah my goodness and can i also say thank you for being so open and sharing some very very personal parts of your journey in life um, that takes a lot of commitment I believe so thank you for doing that oh my pleasure I, I I'm the first one and I am my son's biggest advocator um, I've had um, you know people on on the from the heart podcast talk about drug addiction um, who carried a lot of shame and I have nothing but respect for anyone that is in recovery because I watched him go through it so many times I held his hand I held his hair back and it was horrendous and I can't imagine you know my body screaming out for something so badly that I just want to tear my own skin out um so yeah no I am my son's biggest advocator he is yeah. incredible and yeah I have so much respect for him yeah no amazing amazing young man that's for sure yeah now, um Alison for our listeners um what are three tips you would give the mums listening to relieve the stress of being a mum, which you've so clearly evidenced this, this morning? Um, my first tip is a swear word. Um, a lot okay. of people hear this and they think, oh, my God, I can't do that. There's so much to do. But my first tip is, are you ready for this? Get ready for the beeper. It's self-care. Whoa, I know, I know I shouldn't be using <laughs> such words and throwing those just around here willy-nilly. But it really has become a swear word. Um, we we see mums going and having their hair done, getting their nails done, going and taking a bath with the door locked, Mark. That is bliss. <laughs> and you know, we, we look at them and we think, oh, you should be with your kids. No, I've been with my kids every day, every minute, you know, on call, you know, 2, 3 a.m., Please just look after yourself. If you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup to, to use one of the old sayings. Um, you've got to be good in order to be able to help those around you being your, your partner and your children. Um, my second tip is find something that you enjoy that has nothing to do with your family, whether that is reading a book, whether that is learning a new craft, whether it is just going for a walk, something that has absolutely no benefit to them whatsoever, but it makes you feel good. It's not selfish to do things that make you happy. You are still you. Yes, you, you hold the title of mum and wife and partner and sister and daughter and friend and all of those other hats, but you also hold the hat of you being you and only you can look after yourself. Nobody else is going to do that. So make sure that before all of those other hats are put on, that you are good. Um, and the third tip is to find a community. Find 
people around you that support you with nothing but love. I know, um, you know, when I was going through a whole heap of things, I, I was really lucky I had the support of my family. I'm sure that would, you know, <laughs> say any other things behind my back. But, um, you know, they, my mum often tells me that I'm the strongest person she's ever met because of the things that I've been through that she doesn't know anyone else that would survive it, let alone turn it into something positive to help other people. And while I, I appreciate that, I think we all have that ability. We all have been through shit. We've all had the roller coaster of life, the ups and the downs. And we're not the only one that's on that ride. Um, you know, if you can join a community like ours and, you know, you, you're a grandmother, for example, you could be helping a teen mum whose parents have disowned her work out, um, you know, what to do when the baby won't stop crying or, you know, the old wise tales and that wisdom that you've got to impart because you've been there and done that and already walked that path and you can help the next generation of people going through it. And I think there is so much power in women raising up women. We do not need to be tearing each other down. The, the world will do that for us. Um, that's my tip is find your tribe, find your, find your people um, that you can lean on and and know that you are safe. Well, it's very, very interesting because I'm sure that there are uh, mums listening to our interview this, this morning that were probably just prior to listening, were thinking, there is no way out. I've got nowhere to go for help. I've got nowhere to go for support. You've clearly, very, very clearly evidence that you do have a support place and yep. you've based that wholly and solely on life experience i think that is the best um, foundation for what you're doing yeah i i was very young when i was put into therapy and i don't know how i remember it but i remember the counselor saying something to me like um oh yes i i know how you feel and at the time i was talking about um uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to say this on here but um I, I heard my father threaten my mother's life um, over a phone call when I was about eight or nine. He thought it was her on the phone and it wasn't, it was me. And I remember thinking in that moment, how on earth could you know what it feels like to be me knowing that my father actively wants to hurt my mother to the point of, you know, forever. And Throughout my whole life, I've always carried that with me and I can't stand people that say, oh, I know how you feel. I, I understand that I've been there when they haven't. It just seems so mean and cruel to try and tell someone that what they're feeling is wrong um, or that it's somehow um, just brush it off your shoulders because it's not a big deal. Unless you've walked in someone's shoes, you, you don't know what it's like. And and even if you have experienced the same thing as someone else, you know, you're walking side by side. You're not walking their exact path. You can empathise and you can, you know, understand the criteria and the parts of it, but you'll never understand exactly what they're going through. And that's something that I've I've always remembered and I've always kept in mind is that I can only talk uh, on the topics that I have experience in. Because otherwise, I feel like a fraud. No, no, so so true. Um, thank you for being so 
so raw and so honest with that. Look, Alison, thanks so much for your time this morning. I'm sure I'm now I'd like to say I'm positive that some of our listeners are wanting to connect with you. How can they do so, please? Uh, look, we are on every social media platform you can think of, I think, except Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Um, but we have a website called fromtheheart.club. Um, you can find us on all of the other social medias. And we are one of the uh, lucky people that are uh, actually on Be Connected Radio. So uh, we have our own show here on Be Connected Radio. So if you would like to listen to some of our um, topics and stuff, you can catch us on there too. Yeah, look, thank you. Thank you so much. Look, thank you to our listeners for joining us again this morning. Um, it's our pleasure to bring you this um, this chat with Alison. And I look forward to joining you next time when I have another aspiring entrepreneur from around the country here in Australia. So until such time as we meet again, please be safe. Uh, please keep smiling. And above all, please show courtesy and love to others. Thanks again. Bye for now.